Hi, and welcome to the Sales Enablement Pro Podcast. I am Shauna Simawang. Sales enablement is a constantly evolving space, and we're here to help professionals stay up to date on the latest trends and best practices so that they can be more effective in their jobs. Today, I'm excited to have Anthony Trippier from StarTech.com join us. Anthony, I would love for you to introduce yourself, your role, and your organization to our audience. Thank you. So, so yeah, my name's Anthony. I'm 42 years old, live in the UK with my wife and three-year-old daughter. Worked in the IT industry pretty much my whole career, but um, my background's actually in modern languages. So I did a degree in French and German. And my first role was working as a translator, basically for a large IT reseller in Germany. So I used to translate their product catalog into English, did other translation work for them. And then from there, I moved into a role in project management and procurement, which kind of started to take me internationally. And I've really sort of worked internationally ever since. You know, worked in quite a few different countries for them. Um, set up new offices for them in new markets. And back in 2010, I moved back to the UK, started working at StarTech.com in 2014 as a sales director. And now I'm a director of sales operations and, and sales enablement. So basically, I'm accountable for our global channel marketing, how we invest in business development across our network of distributors and channel partners, and I manage a, a team of global sales professionals as well. Just briefly, I mean, StarTech.com, we're a, a Canadian manufacturer of hard-to-find connectivity products. Uh, we've been around for 35 years. You know, we, we like to say that we're the IT professionals' trusted source for performance connectivity accessories. Basically, we're a B2B company. We make products that connect one device to another. We make docking stations, we make cables and adapters. We also make racks. We make a whole variety of stuff. We've got about 3,000 products. Um, about 80% of the Fortune 500 uses our products. And one thing that we're really proud of, we're on the Deloitte 50 Best Managed Companies list this year. So we're a platinum member. This is the 12th successive year that we've been on that list as well. So we're, that was announced fairly recently. We're really, really proud of that. That's amazing. Well, thank you, Anthony, for sharing that. Now, in addition to the items that that you mentioned just now on LinkedIn, you mentioned that you're also responsible for ensuring alignment of sales and market development activities. In your opinion, what are some of the challenges of driving this alignment? So that's a great question. I mean, for for us specifically, I mean, we're we're a global business, so we're in over twenty countries. We've got over three thousand products. You know, we've got we've got lots of moving parts, basically. You know, some of the challenges as I see them is really being relevant to our local markets, um, you know, developing programs that scale, but also being, you know, really where our customer needs us to be. One thing to sort of highlight with us as well is that our sales model is is quite different uh, to the majority in that, that, you know, our model's a pull model. You know, it's very relationship focused. So we we sell to a restricted number of distributors. They sell to a large number of resellers who then sell to our end users. And our job's really to enable sales at each stage of the value chain. You know, so for us, having really, really, really good customer understanding is at the heart of what we do. You know, we're a customer-centric business. We 
challenge ourselves to always understand our customers, to understand the markets in which we operate as well. You know, I think I think sometimes we're guilty of thinking we understand our customers, but do we really understand them? You know, and, and to do that, one thing that's really integral to that is listening to our sales team. So creating that alignment, listening to our sales team and getting that feedback from them, from our customers is really important. And, and that's one of the challenges that we've got. I think one risk that I would highlight as well in that is that, you know, I think we often say, you know, think global, act local. And that's, you know, long been a part of what we do and our strategy. But I think it's really tempting, you know, to for companies to ignore the views of their customers in local markets when they're focused more on, you know, achieving operational efficiency. I think especially now, you know, when we're arguably coming out of the pandemic, I think during the pandemic and, and even now with some of the, the product shortages that we're seeing globally, customers you know, tended to buy what was available rather than what was really best aligned with their needs. I think that's that skewed demand and I think that skewed the, you know, a future view of demand potentially as well. So moving out of the pandemic, you know, we we risk not being aligned with our customers' requirements. So I think we've got to really challenge ourselves to, to double down on customer understanding. And again, I think that starts with the alignment with sales. And that's one thing that we really, really need to get right. So putting the customer at the heart of what we do, aligning with our sales team. The, the third and final thing that I'll just mention there as well, you know, as a challenge that we have as a, as a global business is, you know, having a global company strategy that's consistent and behind which everyone can align themselves. And, you know, having that really clear, having it across the whole business, but still being able to execute in a way that's relevant for the local markets. You know, I think that is that is really essential to, to what we do. Absolutely. Now, you went through through some of the challenges, but but how do you go about overcoming those to ensure that sales and market development initiatives are effective and scalable? So again, that's that's a really good question. If I think about what we've done with our experience, I mean, we've we've basically made it so we're all trying to achieve the same thing, you know. So alignment, consistency, understanding the customer. I mentioned the strategy. You know, that's really fundamental to to what we do is aligning around the strategy. What are we actually trying to accomplish? You know, how we've overcome that is really, you know, just making it really super clear what our company strategy is. And making that so simple and easily digestible for everybody that everyone can get behind it. You know, I think about our business, everybody in our business can articulate what our strategy is. It's really clear. It's reinforced frequently. And it's very, very clearly communicated. I can't remember which book it was. It was it was Patrick Lencioni. I think it was The Advantage, where he, he wrote about, I think it was creating clarity and over-communicating clarity. And that's really what we, what we try and do with the strategy is to make sure that that is so clear that, that everybody can really sort of line up behind that. And then it has to be consistent as well. So, you know, again, we're a global business. Being consistent is what's allowing us to scale. So if we're developing programs for France or Japan or North America, we've got the same approach in that we're aligned behind the same strategy. And, you know, we, we understand how we deliver value to customers, you know, aligning KPIs as well. 
you know, so we're all pulling in the same direction and aligning around accountabilities. One thing that I think is really, really important is that we try to execute in a way that's really relevant for our customers and relevant for our local market. So our strategy is consistent, but the way in which we execute on that strategy locally is nuanced. So we've got global sales teams who are market experts. You know, we've invested in local resource, we've empowered them. And I think that's really the key to this is, you know, having that sort of empowering and trusting leadership and, you know, having clear, clear accountabilities. So everybody knows what they're accountable for and effectively, you know, what their sandbox is. So people are clear on what their accountabilities are. They're clear on the sandbox that they're playing in and they can then, they can go off and execute then. They, they know exactly what they're able to do and, and they can, they can execute on a strategy locally in a way that's relevant for their customers and relevant for the market. And, you know, that's what makes it effective. And that's what's making, you know, our strategy scalable. But, you know, that's also what's making the the job enjoyable as well, is that, you know, it's really, really clear what we're accountable for, but we're given the freedom to execute on that. And that's what's really helped us. I think, I think as well that if we've got that in-region resource, and we engage people in region when we're building go-to-market plans, when we're when we're looking at how we execute locally on strategy, then you know that's that's instrumental, and and that's instrumental in us being able to execute effectively. Phenomenal. Now, who are some of the key stakeholders, though, Anthony, that you partner with to drive this alignment, and what are your best practices for building collaborative relationships with those stakeholders? So. This is an interesting one. So, so I report to the president. So I align with him on, on pretty much everything. So, strategy comes from him, and I build, basically, I build functional plans and find ways of executing on that strategy. So until until we're in alignment, nothing much can happen in in my world because because I I, I need that direction. So I have to align with my boss basically there. But then I mentioned earlier like this concept of the sandbox, and that's really important. So. For me personally, I I know really well what I'm accountable for. I also know what I'm not accountable for. You know, I've got a great picture of also who gets a say when it comes to what I do. You know, so basically when I'm executing, who gets a seat on the table and who has an opinion and who, you know, has has input into that. And I think that's often, you know, really often overlooked that having those clear accountabilities and knowing sort of the area for which you you know you're accountable your sandbox i think that's that's really empowering and that's quite often overlooked and i think that's really important when building a collaborative relationship with internal stakeholders and and people with whom you collaborate it's it's understanding where your own accountability starts and finish and but also knowing you know what the accountabilities of others are so i have to align with a whole bunch of people to, to do my job and you know and build those functional plans and you know that includes you know my colleagues in sales so a sales vp my peers in marketing product management got digital merchandising and then you know other key people across the business but then equally important you know have to have my direct reports in full alignment and also you know the people and culture plays a big part in in what i do as well so there's there's a whole bunch of sort of cross-functional alignment that, that has to be managed and this is something that that I think is really 
uh, key because, and again, on a practical note, I mean, for me personally, I've been working remotely for what, best part of 10 years. So, you know, my, my head office is in Canada. Many of my colleagues are sort of thrown, you know, around the globe. So I'm used to doing all this in a remote environment. And I think that that kind of remote or hybrid workplace is something that, that many people are new to. My sort of tip for this is, is really, you know, really simplistic, actually. But it's just that you need to be really proactive, right? So I think as a remote worker or as someone who's got an international team, or if you know, you've got a bunch of colleagues that all sit together in one room in an office somewhere, and you're the one remote person, or if everybody's remote, I think you really need to go out of your way to, to be visible. Yeah, so I think to do that, to, to sort of collaborate effectively with those stakeholders, you, know, you need to approach them, you know, go to them and solicit inputs, ask questions, you know, find out what's important to them as well. You know, what's important to their business? How can you add value to their business? You know, most people are usually really happy to give you their time, you know, especially when, you know, you're asking for their opinion on something or you're inviting them to talk about what's important to them. But take some time to understand that and understand their KPIs and their motivations, but also take time to understand how you can impact them and their business positively as well. So, you know, when building that collaborative relationship, I think, you know, it's incumbent on you to go out of your way to to really engage with people in a meaningful way. But then what also is, you know, equally critical to that is closing the loop as well. So once you've got that, you've built your plan, you're adding value, then show them that you're adding value as well. Like demonstrate how the input from your stakeholders actually influenced your approach. You know, tell them how they helped you and show how your approach with their input is now adding value to them. So so yeah, I think there's there's a definite approach that needs to be taken when trying to drive that kind of alignment. And I think it, it, it needs dedicated effort. And yeah, especially when, you know, in the current environment where many people are remote. Absolutely. Absolutely. Now let's, let's actually trickle down a little bit from your experience. How does this alignment also help though, to improve the experience for your, your reps and it, from your perspective, how can it help make them more efficient and effective in their roles? So our reps work according to the functional plans that we, that we're constructing. So, you know, the better those plans are, the more effective they they can be as well and you know they're aligned with our strategy the strategy is really the north star for them they understand their accountability so they understand their sandbox and what they're what they're empowered to do you know you put all that together and it kind of gives them you know a lot of the tools that they need to sort of really be empowered when they when they go ahead and execute in market i mentioned earlier i mean our business is very relationship focused so you know, for our reps in particular, for them to have a very clear view of what they're accountable for and what others are accountable for, that enables them to focus on key relationships with their partners, add value to them, and that, but then they are the ones that engage subject matter experts where necessary. So I always say that like our reps are kind of like the, the conductor of an orchestra. So when looking at the relationship with a partner, they're the ones who are really orchestrating that. They set the pace. They engage other departments, other teams. They facilitate 
expert to expert communication. You know, they delegate, but they're the ones that are holding the baton. They're the ones that are empowered to really, like I said, orchestrate that relationship. Again, because they're very, very clear on what their role is and they're very clear on what the role of others are. So, you know, being empowered in that way, that that really helps to drive execution. And it gives them the freedom to also execute in a way that's relevant for their partners, for their customers, you know, relevant to their markets. You know, it helps them to take the strategy and nuance it in a way that that makes it, yeah, relevant for the for the people that they're dealing with. You know, they can find ways of adding value that are very specific to their partners because they've they've got a very well-grounded understanding of uh, of what's important to them one other thing maybe to touch on is that you know being being aligned you know at my level and and so when when creating functional plans means that our reps have the tools that they need to execute in the field so you know they from a product perspective they understand very well you know what's products being promoted to which partners you know what the usps of those products are from a marketing standpoint they've got the tools that they need to engage with their partners they've got supporting material and collateral you know they've got from a commercial standpoint they understand terms you know we're very clear view of budgets and you know they they've got everything they need in their kit bag to to go ahead and execute effectively but you know i mean like reps are you know they're they're our customer and market experts and they're really essential to our success. And I think, you know, I think I said it earlier that if if they're engaged when we're building the functional plans and if they're aligned, you know, as an in-region resource, you know, they become really instrumental in then how we can execute locally and how we can execute in a way that, you know, adds the most value to our customers and also makes their job more enjoyable as well. Absolutely. Now... Last audience, but on the other side, how does that alignment help improve the customer experience? So basically, everything that we do starts with the customer. So we have an understanding of needs that is is customer-based, really, not product-based. We focus on the customer. We focus on how we can add value to, to our customer beyond the product. So that's that's core to what we do, and it's core to how we execute so, so yeah, it, it directly impacts the customer. The other thing is, I mean, we're, we're a B2B company. So, you know, we, we operate a customer segmentation model so that we can understand how we can best serve the needs of each customer group. So having a, that foundation of customer understanding helps us to do that. That in turn improves the customer experience. And again, I mean, I mentioned sort of a little earlier that that kind of that alignment that 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 really you know that really well understood understanding of our customer that allows us to tailor the approach locally when we're delivering global programs yeah so how we execute in a way that's relevant to our target customer and you know without that everything else falls down basically so yeah it 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 has a very direct and 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 very big impact on our customer Absolutely. Now, last question for you, Anthony. What is the business impact that you've seen when it comes to alignment between sales and market development? And how do you go about tracking this progress? So it allows us to align behind one vision. So to have a, a consistent, a coherent strategy 
and it allows us to execute effectively. So we can articulate the value that we add really clearly at each stage of the value chain, basically because we've, we've got a really good understanding of what's important to our customers. So one example that, that, um, that I'm thinking of is that a couple of years ago, um, we entered into a new market segment. So for for this, it was, you know, for us, it was really like uncharted territory. So we were we were basically being told that we needed to be in that area for our customers. So, you know, we we did we did our research. We entered into that segment. We we partnered with a with a with an exciting new partner. We spent a lot of time understanding their business and trying to understand the market. And you know, we started off with them, and things were going okay and going pretty well on paper. But knowing their business and and knowing sort of our share of wallet with their business here we knew that we were sort of just scratching the surface and we we engaged really well with them at some levels but we we found it really hard to engage with their marketing for example so we we focused our sales team on building a relationship in different areas of the business and we found there was a product marketing team so sale, our sales made contact to them. They got a contact within that team and they facilitated an introduction to our product information team. So they got those two experts talking to each other. Through that, they understood how we were trying to make it easy for them in a way that we do for other partners, but we were actually making their more, lives more difficult in the process. So having that sort of alignment with, with sales and product information facilitated that conversation we understood more clearly what was important to them and then we were able to engage our channel marketing team and market development to specifically develop a program that you know in collaboration with the partner that we you know in an area of the business we just didn't have access to previously and and that directly involved that team you know so having kpis aligned having strategy aligned and customer understanding aligned you know, again, instrumental to us executing properly on that. You know, aligning around expectations allowed us to free up budget for that project as well, um, and also understanding what was important to, in a very specific way for that partner helped us to positively impact their KPIs. And you know, it was it was one of those really nice moments where you can you can sort of plot very easily on a graph where you know, at what point we did that, because basically, our, you know, our revenue doubled pretty much overnight and, and and has sort of carried on to, you know, developing incredibly well. And and it's it's like, we, you know, with each door that, that we've opened in that way, you know, and marketing, inventory, product, logistics, you know, we, you can you can see basically like a step change in the business that we do with that partner. And that all started out with with our sales team being aligned, you know. So that's that that's that for for us that was a that was a, a massive success story, and and just you know again having having everybody pull in the same direction, and then and having that alignment really enabled that to happen. From a market development perspective, you know we we track we track sort of pretty normal stuff, I suppose. Um, you know, revenue, customer count, that kind of thing. But we're you know, we're a customer centric business, like I said. So we we try and we try and venture beyond products, just like purely product based metrics. Um, you know, we measure customer satisfaction as a very important measure to us. You know, daily that's published. So you know, we 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 get a we get a very 
a very good up-to-date view of our customer satisfaction. Um, you know, we measure customer loyalty and, you know, through, through getting to the root of what customer loyalty is, you know, we, we can, you know, basically we can segment more effectively and, and serve those customers, you know, even better and, and further our customer understanding. One thing I found really interesting, and I mentioned, you know, having having that alignment and having KPIs that are aligned um, as well and aligned to, to outcomes. Um, I was chatting with a colleague this morning and he was telling me about a friend of his who works for the Mercedes Formula One racing team and sort of moved there a few years ago. And, and he mentioned that everybody involved in that business, so we're talking, so this is a, a Formula One racing team, so we're talking, you know, mechanics, test drivers, engineers, then, you know, IT technicians, catering staff, you know, everybody who's involved in that business, everyone has the same KPI. And that is where their lead driver finishes in each race. So like they might have other KPIs as well, but absolutely everybody in that business shares that one KPI. And, you know, I think that's that's kind of what we're really trying to do here as well, is really align behind the needs of the customer, understand the customer, and, and be able to execute in a way that's, uh, you know, that's going to add value and be be relevant to them locally. I've loved this conversation. Thank you so much. Thank you. To our audience, thanks for listening. For more insights, tips, and expertise from sales enablement leaders, visit salesenablement.pro. If there's something you'd like to share or a topic you'd like to learn more about, please let us know. We'd love to hear from you.